0: Alright, go to Acts tonight. Book of Acts, chapter 17. Acts, chapter 17. I want to try to help you all tonight. This is something that a uh, very important subject, especially in this day and age. Something that we ought to be teaching our children. Something we need to help them understand. Uh, and that is biblical truths about race. And you know everybody gets real nervous now. Oh, he's going to be talking about race, and we live in a very—it's uh, very—that's a very sensitive subject, isn't it? When you get talking about race, and nobody wants to you know hear about that kind of thing, especially in church. You're not supposed to talk about that stuff. You know, it's too hot button. It's too political. But you know, the truth is, it—it's been turned into a sensitive subject. I don't know why people have to be so sensitive about this. And the truth is, you know, our nation, our schools, our government—they are working so hard to bring the races together. But look at—it's getting worse than ever, isn't it? I mean, look at just how much junk we've been hearing in the last several years, and um, you know, and it's sad. And it's like if you uh, you're I'm tired of seeing Christians be accused of being the most racist people in the world. When you stop and think about it, if we are absolutely honest, Christians, okay, the Christian teaching, okay, is the most inclusive, unracist thing in all of the world. And but yet, Christian people are backing away from a lot of truth. Because they don't want to be accused of being racist, and there is no way we should ever get accused of being racist. If you have a biblical mindset, you're not going to be racist one bit. But the thing is, um, there's certain lies that are being shoved down our throats, things that we're being taught that's unfortunately people are swallowing and it's causing them to just kind of miss the truth on a lot of things. But I want us to look at Acts chapter seven, verse twenty four, because you know, I, I don't wanna I don't want to raise racist children. Okay, I really don't. I don't want my kids to be racist. I don't want to have bigots and things like that. And so it's going to be hard though when you've got the world like we have today, when you've got groups like Black Lives Matter going out there doing their stupidity, it's going to be hard for people not to get racist. When you see the foolishness that comes from their mouth, it's hard not to look at that group and then get mad at all you know the all black people. Okay? but understand these people that are out there—they're not the majorities. Uh, what they're te- what they're pushing are lies; they're not true. And if we have a biblical mindset, if we understand what the Bible teaches, I think it will really, really help us to have a better understanding. And I, I personally, myself, while I am not a politically correct person, and I'm just I'm just talking about myself here—you know—I really can't prove this or anything. But I feel like uh, I don't have a racist bone in my body. That I I really do care about other nationalities and races, if you want to call them that, uh, and seeing them get the gospel. And I, I really do care. You know, sometimes Baptists, we really like to have fun picking on the Muslims, okay? But I'm telling you, I have a burden for Muslim people. I would love to see a revival in a Muslim country. I would love to see that I would love to play a part in that, and I really do. I care about people from of other colors and nations and things like that because I do. I have a biblical mindset, and so let's look at what Acts chapter seventeen says, and we're going to I'm going to show you some things, you know, what the Bible actually teaches that kind of refute a lot of what you hear sometimes in churches. Okay, I've I've heard some preaching in church that I wouldn't call it racist, but I would definitely call it factually wrong and what they're saying and teaching about races. But Acts chapter 17, verse 24, it says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that He is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Okay? Now notice this is a New Testament thing. He said He doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. But He did dwell in the temple back in the Old Testament, didn't He? But now He dwells in the temple made without hands. And what is that temple? Our bodies. Okay. It's not this church building. It's our body? Our body is the temple of the living God. And notice our those temples can be of any race, can they? Can't they? Now that's interesting too, because remember what we talked about this morning. All this kind of goes along with what we've been talking about the past few weeks. What happened when a stranger approached the tabernacle in the Old Testament? They were supposed to put them to death, weren't they? Because they would, uh, you know, they would violate it because them. Gentiles were a dirty people. okay. So remember that, but now we see that God doesn't dwell in a temple made with hands. It's our body. And we are Gentiles, aren't we? We have many different races here tonight. So uh, this this is big stuff right here. Verse 25, "...neither is worshiped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth life to all, and breath, and all things, and hath made of one blood..." All nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. He's made us all of one blood. Okay? Now, when it says one blood, you know, what is. You know, we're all kind of one family, right? There's many different terms you see in the Bible for families. You see, you know, kindred, okay? Someone that you're kin to, someone that's of. Uh, you know, your, your bloodline, I guess you could say, your close family, family. You see words like tribe, you'll see nation, you see words like that in the Bible. But blood is also one, and God's made us all of one blood. And understand, too, not only is the whole world all related to each other, okay? And that's just common sense. But, you know, if you're saved today, we're all of one family, aren't we? We are all brothers and sisters, okay? And so, uh, then verse 27. Uh, "...that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. For in Him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also His offspring." One of their own poets of this place there in Athens where they have all these idols, all these different gods... He's telling them, hey, one of your poem poets said this in their poem. I don't know who the poet was or the poem is, it's probably long gone. But that poet said, you know, we are the, his offspring, the offspring of God, maybe talking about that unknown God. If you go back and read the story, there was one spot there where there was a marker. It didn't have a statue on it, but it was to the unknown God. And Paul was basically telling them, Hey, this unknown God, okay, I want to tell you about him. And he was talking about Jehovah God, and he tells them about Jesus Christ. And so, and it's true, we are his offspring, and I'll show you some scripture on that in a little bit. And it says, "For as much then, verse twenty nine, then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device." Okay, he's telling them, you, know, don't think that God's one of, one of these idols. Where offspring, nothing comes from an idol, does it? An idol can't reproduce. Stone doesn't reproduce. Gold doesn't reproduce. Okay. But God, life consists in God. Life came from God, so we shouldn't make God into some idol. That is not. That is not what He is. And in verse thirty, He says, "At the time of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent." God understood the ignorance of man, and there was a time when God saw, you know, man, and they didn't have the Word of God like we do today. Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. And God didn't come down too hard on them because He understood their ignorance. They didn't understand what they were doing. They had no idea. But now, today, today, God expects everyone to repent, doesn't He? That is God's expectation. Verse 31, "...because He hath appointed a day in which He will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom He hath ordained, whereof He hath given assurance unto all men, and that He raised Him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked and others said, we will hear Thee again on this matter. So first off, we see here in this passage that God has made us all of one blood. And the truth is, it doesn't take a whole lot of studying the Bible to see that all nations have the same origins, don't they? If we all were to trace our ancestry back, it's all going to eventually go to Noah, isn't it? We all come from Shem, Ham, or Japheth. And one thing we see in the Bible is there are going to be people of every color in heaven. I've heard some people try to say, well, you know, in heaven, we're all going to probably look Jewish because that's what Jesus looks like. Well, actually, that's probably not the case. Look at Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9. I've heard some people try to say that you know when Noah cursed Canaan, Canaan is where the black race came from, and being black was a curse that God put put on, or Noah put on him. And all curses are going to be lifted in heaven. Therefore, when when black people get to heaven, they won't be black anymore. Well, look what it says here in Revelation chapter seven, verse nine. It says, and after this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number. "...of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands." Now, wait a minute. How did He know they were from all nations and kindreds and tongues? How could He tell? They're all wearing the same clothes, aren't they? They're all wearing white robes. They all have palms in their hands. How does He know when everyone's dressed exactly alike that they're from all kindreds and nations and tongues? Because they all had their colors, probably. They all still you could you could still tell. And he mentions everyone. He didn't mention the absence. He said everyone, okay? And so if being of a darker skin color was a curse, and that curse is lifted and they're not gonna be that way in heaven, then wouldn't he have noticed some missing? Okay, so that's a very, very poor argument. Okay, And unfortunately, some people are out there. They try to use the Bible to promote a racist agenda. But the Bible says what it says there. Sorry, and I don't think I'm reading into that too much. I believe people are still going to have their same color in heaven. And so... Uh, if you don't like that, uh, I'm sorry. There's not a white heaven for you somewhere that you can go to. Uh, you know, that I don't think he's going to have in sections. We've got them all together. So uh, tough luck. You're going to have to, you know, get used to it down here on, in America on Earth. It's going to be the same way in heaven too. But you know, the Bible it never uses the word race. It uses kindred, tribe, nation, things like that. You know, and, and I, I I don't like the word race because aren't we all part of the human race? And proof of that, okay, proof. Uh, well, let's go to Genesis. Let, before I uh, read my next point to you, I've, I heard a preacher one time. He was he was preaching against uh, interracial marriage, and he was using he used the scripture. Right, and uh, what, let's see if it holds any water. Genesis one twenty four. And God said, "Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle." And creeping thing and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. Hey, even animals know to stay with their own kind. And would tell them, you know, white people need to stay with white people, black people with black people, and so on. Even animals are smart enough. And then go back uh, look at verse eleven. Look what verse eleven says. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, and the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit, after his kind. Even plants are smarter than some people. That's what he was preaching. Plants know to stay with their own kind. But wait. This is talking about reproduction here. Okay? Do we believe, now we know that while there are many different types of dogs, okay, do we think that Noah took every type of dog on the ark? Okay? Science can prove that all dogs have a common ancestry, don't they? Okay, they all have a common ancestry and different types of dogs can breed with each other, right? As long as they are of their kind. Okay, there's different types of cats, aren't there? And they can all breed as long as it's amongst their own kind. Okay, that's how you know if it's a kind, if they're able to breed with each other. Well, can, you know, white people and black people have kids? Yes. Therefore, they are of their own kind. So uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, hey, I love being politically incorrect and you know getting people uncomfortable and mad, but I can't use that because we are all of mankind. We are able to reproduce. Therefore, you cannot say that that would be wrong. Now, I can say that men and men is wrong. They can't reproduce, can they? And when I say after their own kind, too, the Bible says male and female created he them, okay? So male and the male and female relationship is appropriate within its own kind. Okay, but a male and male, female and female, can't reproduce, can they? Therefore, inappropriate, against nature, flat out wrong. And so uh, I think that meant you know very clear, after their own kind, and you cannot use Genesis chapter one. And say, and try to put the different colors in a different kind. Okay? We're of mankind. Proof of that is in this room today. Okay? So, um, don't, don't even try that. That doesn't work, that doesn't work one bit. But listen, no one is superior, obviously, just because of their race. If okay, this is the part where maybe you'll get a little uncomfortable, alright? Nobody's superior just because they're of a certain race. But certain races, as a whole, sometimes can be superior or inferior in other ways. Okay, now I'm you know aren't black people the typically the better athletes? Isn't that usually the case? I mean, we've all heard white man can't white man can't jump and all that. And, you know, <laughs> it's true. All right, you know, don't get uncomfortable. It's true. You know, look, think about it. They're a minority in this country, but they're a majority in sports. Why is that? because they're naturally better at these things. You know, they're, they're really good at it. Uh, you know, Asian people, okay, they're, they're usually better students, aren't they? I mean, I've seen this before, and, you know, we've joked about it, but a lot of times when there's like a competition or something, and you, you're, uh, and you see an Asian kid go up there, you're like, ah, oh, we lost. <laughs> you know? And I always try to make the argument, that's racist, you're saying he's good just because he's Asian? Yeah, they usually are really good. They're you know they're very hard workers. They're very determined people. And you know uh, you know I I guess it's okay to point out the difference as long as we're saying they're better. Uh, but um, they are. They're they're good at stuff. They work hard. They're smart. I, I I wouldn't want to do a lot of different competitions against a bunch of Asians. Okay, they're they're probably going to be uh, smarter than me. You know you've got you know the Jews. Okay, what what are they better at? They're the funniest people in the world. Three Stooges, Marx Brothers. I mean, a lot of the famous comedians were Jewish. I don't know what it is about it, but they're they're good. Now, you know, usually you don't see a lot of Jewish people in sports and in basketball. Right? They're not very tall usually. You know, they're not the most athletic, but they're funny. Okay, and uh, Three Stooges proof of that. You know, there's there's differences. Okay, and a lot of that it's some of it's genetics, some of it is the culture, some of it is Just how they are raised. Okay, certain cultures they don't watch as much TV as say the American culture, and you know they uh, focus a lot more on education and academics. Where maybe other ones focus more on the sports. Okay, Canadians they're usually better hockey players, aren't they? But uh, it's you know there's why? Because it's big in Canada. Why is hockey so big in Canada? It's cold there all the time. So, you know, what else do they have to do? You know, there's, there's things like that. And, you know, and it's like you, you start getting in trouble if you point these things out. But listen, one thing I, with my kids, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to them. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to help them and teach them not to be racist because I try to hide the fact that there are differences. Because even kids from a young age, they'll notice differences. They'll notice, hey, their skin's darker. Oh no, it's not. No, we're supposed to be colorblind. No, I'm sorry. They're going to see that people look different than we do. All right, you don't. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to get sensitive about it. You don't. You know, they they talk different. You know, they act different. They dance different. Uh, you know, they, they like different things. They eat different food or whatever. It's okay to point out those things. And you know what? I think it's okay to even make jokes about it. I love a good ethnic joke. I'm not going to tell any tonight. I'm preaching and I don't I don't want to be inappropriate and I don't want to offend anybody in case you've been, you know, brainwashed by the you know, news, media, and television. But you know, they're funny. Okay? I I, I love a good ethnic joke. I remember I was, um, you know when I worked at the Walmart in Spring Valley, you know, there was a lot of Mexican guys that we worked with, and there was this one guy, it was so funny. He you know, he was he was a white guy, and he was talking about it one day, and he was like why is it that we can imitate the Mexican accent, but they can't imitate our accent? He's like, you know, he's, like, he's like, I can imitate a Mexican accent easy. And he was trying to get this Mexican guy to imitate you know, Americans. And he couldn't do it very good. And I was just like, okay, well first of all, it's because this is not their native tongue. Now, if they wanted to imitate us speaking Spanish... They could probably do that, you know. And I and I saw a show one time where these ladies were trying to get this guy to they would get him to say things in Spanish, and when he would say stuff in Spanish, they'd all start laughing, you know? And and, and we don't get it, do we? Because what's what's wrong with how we're saying anything? Hey, you know, if, if we were in their country, it would be real easy for them to laugh at us and we wouldn't be able to imitate, you know. You know, if it was the situation was reversed, we wouldn't be able to do it either. But it's like people are clueless about this. But I think that kind of thing's funny. I like when people joke about it. Um, We had a black kid that came to church over at Lighthouse, and we used to love when he imitated white people. It was hilarious watching him imitate white people, and we would just die laughing. And I don't think that's inappropriate, and I think that's funny. And most of the black jokes that I know, I learned from him, and they were they were funny. And I've heard some white jokes too. I don't get. I don't get them, but <laughs> you know, um, but I you know we don't need to be we don't need to be sensitive about that stuff. That's not really helping. Okay, uh, there are going to be things that are different. There's going to be things that are were, we're culturally different, and that's fine. Okay, the, you know the truth is different races and cultures. We have differences. Some of the differences are bad. Some of them aren't. Okay. Well what are you, what cultures are bad you know what makes a better culture well a culture that denies jesus as a christ that's a bad culture isn't it that that's he denies jesus as a christ he is antichrist okay if there is a culture that a majority of the people you know like the muslim culture do not believe in jesus christ they believe in allah then there's going to be some huge differences aren't there and you know we don't see you know that's why People like you can't racially profile at an airport. Well, why not? Why are we going to wait? How, how many old ladies, white ladies, have you heard of blowing up places? I have never heard of it. Not one time. So why are we searching them? I mean, how many white people have you heard about blowing up things? We're too scared. We're not as brave as them Muslims. Okay, you know, we're not as willing to lay down our lives. And I'm not strapping a bomb to myself. It's not happening. I've, I've wanted to cause trouble before and I've had people I didn't like, but you know what? I'm not willing to blow myself up and I'm not willing to go to prison and, and not to mention violate, you know, one of the Ten Commandments. And so why are they going after, you know, people that aren't doing that? Cultures that don't have a problem in that area. Everybody gets all spooked, you know, when Donald Trump or Ted Cruz, one of them, said something about you know keeping an eye on some of these mosques in the Muslim neighborhoods and stuff. It's like, well, that's where the problem's at. Wouldn't we want to watch where the problem? Oh, are you saying just because they're Muslim that I'm saying that culture is more likely to do that? With that type of teaching, it is causing hatred for people. That's making people strap bombs to themselves. You know what? Catholics I haven't heard about Catholics doing that. I'm against Catholicism, but I haven't heard about Catholics blowing themselves up. I'm against Judaism, but I haven't heard about Jews blowing themselves up because they don't like us or Hindus or any They're they're the only ones, so why wouldn't we do that? Why are we not allowed to recognize the obvious? Why are we not allowed to just see things for what they are? Why and that and that's the thing. Many people they're just so sick of being lied to and not being allowed to recognize things that are obvious and it's only making people more racist okay and it's making things worse but a culture that denies Christ it's it's a bad culture a culture that doesn't have any biblical morality is a bad culture and you don't want to marry into that culture okay if there's somebody and they you know there's some nations where Marriage doesn't even really matter, you know. It's uh, there's cultures that aren't very good at raising children. You know, they maybe they didn't have. Uh, there's not too many good father figures in those in those homes, and obviously there's always exceptions. Okay, but um, we do need to recognize. You know, we are allowed to recognize those things. If certain cultures have major problems in a certain area. We are allowed especially when it comes to marriage to look at that person, look at the family they're from and ask yourself the question, is there going to be some baggage that comes with this person that maybe I don't want to deal with because in my culture we don't deal well with that. We don't do good with that type of thing. And you know, I've got I I won't say it here from the pulpit, but and it's okay because these groups are white, but there, there are certain people that are white from certain parts of this country that descend from certain parts of the world that I have told my boys, you are never allowed to go after one of their girls. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah, because they're them women, man. They're mean in that culture. Now you're all wondering what it is. But, you know, I was like, in my experience... I'm telling you, you don't want to marry into those families. You don't want to, you don't want to get, have, be involved in that one bit. And I've told them, if they're from this part of the country and they descend from this part of the world, out. <laughs> you can't do that. Well, I'm not doing that because of what the Bible says. I'm doing that because my culture and that culture aren't going to get along. They're not. It's not going to work, and so I will steer them away from those people for that reason. Okay, and uh, obviously there could be an exception somewhere out there, uh, you know. But for, as a, as a whole, I'm just going to notice the obvious. I'm going to point out the obvious. But uh, a cult, you know, a culture. There's many. They don't have biblical morality. They're completely different, and. Yeah, you don't want to marry into that. And so, um, so the next we see that God, though, he has the same expectations from all nations and all races. And see, and this is where America, I believe, is a joke and a half. The very people that try to act like they're the most unracist people in the world, I think they prove themselves to be absolute racists every day. And look what Acts, Acts 17, verse 29 says. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, okay. Remember, we are God's offspring. If you go, uh, we're not going to take time to turn there. But if you go in Luke, when it goes from it traces Lynch from Jesus Christ all the way back to Adam, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Okay, we all descend basically from God. We are. His offspring. All people were, and God has the same expectations for all of us. And then so in verse you know thirty, at the time of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Y'all see that? God expects everyone to repent. No nation is getting any special treatment from God. Look at Romans chapter eleven and verse thirty-two. Romans chapter eleven, verse thirty-two says, For God had concluded them all in unrighteousness, or, or concluded them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy upon all. Talking about the Jews, who were the chosen people, who they were a special people, they were a separated people. But now, the Bible says that we're not going to read all of Romans eleven. God has concluded them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy upon all. Nobody gets special treatment. No Jew out there gets a special treatment because they're a Jew. God looks at all people the same. He has the same expectations from all races. God expects everyone to get saved the same way. By grace, through faith, in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if they're from a place that's predominantly Muslim. He expects them to get to heaven through Jesus Christ. They need to call on the name of the Lord for salvation. It doesn't matter where they're from. He expects the same thing From everybody. Now, we don't do that in our country, do we? In our country, you know, we have things, you know, we give special treatment all the time because of the color of one's skin. Okay? Affirmative action. We see that where it assumes that because we're a majority white country, that it just assumes that we're racist and people aren't going to be fair when it comes to giving people jobs and so. You know, they make requirements, they give jobs to certain people just because they're a minority. Basically, what they're saying, we don't think you can compete with the white people. You need extra help. You need us to make laws to lift you up. Really? You think that low of them? See, I think they could, they could compete. I think if they're honest, if they're hardworking, If they try Yeah, there's some there are some racists out there. There are some goofballs out there that'll look at somebody and it's like, ah, they're black, whatever. I don't I don't want to have anything to do with them. But those people are so few and far between. And you know what? Who wants to work for somebody like that anyway? But they are there. It's like they're saying, You need our help. We see constantly in politics, you know, Obama on purpose, over and over again, is an appointed position is almost always appointing women, minorities, or whatever, just because you know we got to help them out. They're not getting elected to enough places, so we've got to make sure we appoint them in every place that we can. And we'll appoint somebody because of the fact that they're a woman, or because they are uh, homosexual. He has done that in the military, Oh, we need, we want to have the first black this, or the first homo- openly gay this, or the first transgender that. And so he appoints these people simply because of that, basically saying you you need extra help. You can't earn it. You can't rise up to that position because you're whatever. God doesn't do that. God doesn't look at one nation out there and say, you know what? That nation's from a poor country. They're from a nation where they've not been taught about God, where they've been taught to worship Buddha or whatever. You know, I'm going to give them extra help. I'm going to make going to heaven a little easier for them. You know what? As long as they're sincere, they can call on Buddha and I'll count that as Jesus Christ. You no, know, you think God does not do that one bit. Well, what are they supposed to do? Hey, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showed this handy work. Okay? They they live in the same planet. They live under the same heavens that we do. We see their line has gone out in all the world. There is no voice or speech, or their voice is not heard, or language. I forgot. I'm not quoting that right. I'm totally butchering that, and I being that, but it's in Psalms 19. If you want to go back and look it up, but uh, we see that in the Bible, we see that Jesus Christ is that light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Hey, nobody's getting special treatment. God does not give special treatment. He does not look at one nationality and say those poor people and give them an advantage. He does not do that. You can't find that anywhere in the Bible. He wants everyone to repent, all nations, everywhere to repent. And so, you know, we shouldn't do. We shouldn't give special treatment either. We're not going to do that. We're not going to change our message if we're talking to another group. If we have a missionary that comes here and they're planning on going and giving the gospel in another culture, another tribe, or whatever, another race, we're you know, if they come and it's like you know, over there you can't mention Jesus because that's offensive. Why are you going over there? You're not going to accomplish anything and we're not going to support that. If they're, we expect our missionaries to preach the same thing over there. We're preaching over here. Exact same thing. But it is true that we should not be prejudiced. Okay, While we do recognize differences, and there's nothing wrong with that, we don't want to... We don't want to be prejudiced. You don't want to look at someone and say, alright, you know, because they are of this color, this nation, boom, we just automatically assume all these things. Like, affirmative action basically assumes all white people are racist. But look at James chapter 2 and verse 1. James chapter 2 and verse 1. Familiar past scripture. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons you all know, see that you know don't don't do that you know don't treat one person another way you know don't if a you know rich person comes in don't give them a special treatment over the poor person you don't give people special treatment we don't be prejudiced we shouldn't just assume the worst about somebody because of the color of their skin okay you know for example you know why does everyone assume that when a cop guns someone down he guns down a gangbanger. The cop did it because of the color of his skin. I think think about this. It, you know, it's always in the news media they did it because he's black. Maybe they did it because they thought he was a gangbanger. Why did they think he was a gangbanger? Because of the color of his skin. Maybe it was because of how he was dressed. Maybe because it was because of what he was doing. Maybe it was when he pulled the gun out. You know, maybe it was, you know, maybe when he was breaking the law. Why, why are we allowed to point out any of those things? Why? Why couldn't it be any of those things that we assume? They just assume it's skin color. But listen, I don't believe people. You know, obviously, there is goofballs out there, but nobody looks at someone and just sees the color of their skin and judges everything based on that. There are many other things too. How a person dresses, you know, how they conduct themselves, you know, even even how somebody does their hair. You know, there is you know certain things you just assume. If I, you can be a white person. But if you're out walking the street and you're all tattooed up and you're all pierced up and you got your hair all spiked and wearing crazy things, I'm going to assume some things about you that might make me walk on the other side of the road. I might might assume some things that aren't necessarily true. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has to do with your behavior. It has to do with how you dress. It has to do with the way you're wearing your hat. These things speak volumes, don't they? But yet, people assume it's always because of skin color. Why can't they say it was because of how he was dressed or how he was behaving? You know, there are some cultures, you know, that because they have very weak family values, they have more behavioral problems with their kids. You know, and the truth is too. And what, you know, proof that no race is superior, that this is a cultural thing. It's not a race thing. Okay, if, if you think for one minute that white people are a superior race. There is not one problem that you can find in other races that you can't find amongst white people too. I mean, let me tell you, there are some pathetic, pathetic white people out there in this own town, in our own town, just people that are a joke, that are a disgrace to humanity. You can say that maybe one culture is lazy. Well, that might be true. Well, let me tell you, I know some lazy white people that do nothing but collect welfare and play video games and watch TV. Okay? Are they doing that because they're white? Or are they doing that because they have adapted to a culture? A lazy culture. See, it does, these things, they don't have to do with skin color, but they do have to do with culture and some of those things are bad. If there's a culture that will not work That will not provide for their family, that won't, you know, the families won't stay together, the families, they don't obey the law, that's a bad culture. And none of us, you know, we don't have to respect that. We don't have to celebrate that. We don't have to, we don't even have, we don't have to like that. But, you know, there are some cultures out there that have a hard time, maybe with our language, because of their language that they spoke, okay. If you know certain words are hard for certain nationalities to say, why? Because they say all their words different. Remember that story in the Bible? It's in Judges chapter twelve, where the it says the Gileadites took the passages of Jordan before the Ephraimites, and it was so when those Ephraimites were escaped, uh, which escaped said, "Let me go over." That the men of Gilead said unto him, "Art thou an Ephraimite?" And he said, "Nay." And they told him, and say Shibboleth, I believe. And he said Shibboleth. And they knew, based on how he said it, that hey, he's not who he says he is. Well, wasn't that kind of racist? You just assume because he says his words a certain way, he's from a certain place? Yes. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. If people talk with a certain accent, it's probably because they're from a certain country or nationality. People, based on their culture, it affects their dress, their behavior, the food they eat, it affects everything. And there's nothing wrong with noticing those things. And it's its just common sense. But in this country, you're not allowed to have common sense, are you? In our country, if it's not enough being born a boy anymore. You know what? We were talking about this morning with all this transgender stuff going on. I don't think it's too far away where they're gonna quit putting male or female on birth certificates, because wait a minute, wait a minute, how do you know that's a boy? How do you know when they're a little older they might identify as a girl? And you got these people now, they're trying to get laws so they can get their birth certificates changed? Because there's a lot of laws that say, you know, it's for you've got to go off what's on your birth certificate. Well, that's not fair. So they're letting them change their birth certificate. And so, you know in there and supposedly, there's all these transgender people out there just waiting to come out. They're just too scared. And so, it would, let's just make it easy on everybody. And let's not assign people a gender at birth. You know, let's wait until after they've gone through puberty and then let them pick one. You know, and I, that's garbage. <laughs> okay, but welcome to America, folks. That's what's going on. And that's what's going on in this country. And the truth is, it's real easy to tell if they're a boy or a girl. It's real easy to tell. They've never had a problem with it up until recent history. And yet, that's, isn't that exactly where we're at today? Trying to blur the lines of distinction in everything? Whether it be male, female, whatever. People can be whatever they say they are, whatever they want to be. But no, that is not, that is not the case people are always going to be able to see reality. They're going to be able to see differences. And when we try to act like there aren't any, when we try to tell people they're not allowed to see things that are completely obvious, when, we're, when we start assuming that if you have a problem with a culture that it's because you're a racist and it's based only on... People know it's not based just on skin color. They know that it is based on culture. And we are, as Christians, are we not supposed to be changing the culture? Now let me tell you, if there's anything superior about any culture, it has nothing to do with the skin color. It has to do with this right here. If we are a people that is following the Word of God, we're going to be doing better, aren't we? We're going to go to heaven if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're gonna. I mean, we're going to see. Uh, you know, we're going to see fruit from following the word of God. When we do right, things are going to be better for us. We will have you know better families. We will have a better life. This, as far as being superior, it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the God that we serve, the law that we're following. This law is superior to all other laws. Okay, I believe our constitution is superior to constitutions of other countries and laws in other countries. But you know what? Our Bible is superior to the Constitution. It's better. And people who follow it will do better and will be better. And we're not helping anybody out by lying about that. But the truth of the Bible is what will stop racism. Trying to force lies down people's throats, it's not going to work. It's only going to anger people more. And what we need to understand is the fact, you know, that we, we are. We, we are different, but the only thing that makes us any of us any good or any better, it's Jesus Christ and His Word. Not us. Our race and culture, it was a part of the same world that Jesus had to die on the cross for. Think about that. What we are right now okay, as Americans... Okay, we can act like we're superior to all the the rest of the world. Okay, but let's just say that we are. Didn't God have to die on the cross? Jesus died on the cross for Americans too? He had to die for our culture too. He had to die for our nation too. And therefore, if we have that biblical mindset, when we look at other nations, we will have the mindset that, hey, they could have what we have if they'll believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why, when I, when I look at the Muslim countries, when I see, you know, when President Bush wanted to go into Iraq so we could spread democracy, it's like, wait, no, you can't spread democracy in Muslim countries. Democracy will not work. Our Constitution will not work with Muslim people. It will work with Christian people, but not with Muslim people. Okay? And the truth is, but the, if we would have gone there, And found a way to spread the gospel and the word of God, we could have helped that country. We could have made a difference in that country. The word of God can, if it changed, if it worked for us, if it brought about the type of nation that we have had here in America, it could do it in those other cultures too. Because we're not superior than them. Okay, the only thing that's superior is our God is superior. Okay, our law is superior. But if we give that to them, they could have the same things we have too. They could enjoy the same things. And any Christian person that would walk around and think I'm better because I'm white or whatever, boy, you don't know a whole lot of Bible, do you? And look at what we've been covering the last couple weeks about Gentiles, what God said about them. Okay. Not only were the Jewish people gross, the Gentiles were worse, weren't they? Disgusting. Why? Because of the type of life they lived. Because of the practices that they had, Even because of the food they eat, God saw it as gross that Gentiles ate swine's flesh. Okay? And once again, because of what Jesus Christ did, it is not a sin for us to eat pig. But in the eyes of a holy God, it's still gross. It It really is. And so... We we need under I think we ought to know better than anybody. There's nothing superior about us. But yet today, if you want to spread the gospel, and you're a Christian religion, a lot of people have been convinced. Oh, this is this is a white man's religion. You're just trying to bring your white, you know, Christian values into these other cultures because you think you are superior. No, we don't. We think we know what this did for our culture. This you know, England. It was in the Dark Ages, wasn't it? You know, Just study the you know, European history that we descend from. It was horrible. It was wicked. And what changed it? What brought us out of the Dark Ages? Something to come along in 1611. King James translation of the Bible, people started getting in the Word of God and it changed the culture, didn't it? It changed it. And that's why we want to get the Word of God into these other places. It will change them too. So, with that, let's all stand together. Some biblical truths about race.